Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Do you believe in prayers being answered? Well, I do. So I have to tell you, I believe that I got one of my prayers answered, and then we're going to launch into some more prayers at the end of this. I think it is critically, critically important. So, as you know, Coverstone was told that the church needs to be praying in the month of September, and he says that he estimated, based upon the emails that were sent to him, Somewhere around 20,000 churches were praying all across America in the month of September. And, of course, we had the September and October assemblies and 450 at one, 160 at another one, 48 hours of straight prayer fasting at one, 12 hours of straight prayer and fasting at another, and a lot of the coverstone warnings, those things that God was warning us could come if we didn't pray, have already been softened or delayed and prayed away. I really believe that. But the question is, how much of them? Well, I agree with Coverstone. Not all of them have been prayed away, but I do believe some of them have been prayed away. But I don't think our job of praying is complete. Now, I think I got an answer. So so I would guess it was probably three, maybe Thursday. Yeah, maybe it was Thursday night. Maybe it was Thanksgiving night in my prayer closet. I was praying, and I specifically asked him to send me the answer have our prayers been answered? In other words, have we been able to soften or delay some of this? Are we still going to get the victory? Is Trump still going to win? I believe I got the answer this morning. Someone sent it to me in an email. This comes to us from Dutch Sheets. He had a dream November 28th. First of all, before I start the dream, let me explain to you what Independence Hall is. It is a building where both the United States Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution were both debated and adopted. So Independence Hall represents the United States, the forming, the start, and the continuance of the United States. So he says in this dream, I saw the Independence Hall and the large clock tower in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. An angel stood on top of the clock tower and shouted when the clock strikes three, Valkyrie will fail and will not sing if the sons of the kingdom will pray. I saw fervent prayer taking place. I'm going to cover this again here. I saw fervent prayer taking place in the night, and through the night it caused the witchcraft and curses to bounce back to the cinders. I saw another group of prayer warriors awakened, clothed in battle array, surrounded and led by a host of angels. One of the angels declared repeatedly, the commander's judgments are supreme. The commander's judgments are supreme. This energized the warriors, and they joined in with declaration. Then I saw the scales of justice tip and become perfectly balanced. Now, what is Valkyrie? Well, Valkyrie represents traitors trying to take over a nation typically from within or to steal the nation. I think this is very important, an extremely important dream. And essentially, it says that God has given the church of America the victory. Now, that's good. That's real good news. I don't think it means all of the warnings that Coverstone was shown have been prayed away. But I think it does mean a lot of them have. Now, let's go back through this again. I saw Independence Hall and the large clock tower in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, An angel stood atop of the clock tower and shouted, When the clock strikes 3 a.m., Valkyrie will fall. 
Now, I don't know what 3 a.m. means, but to me what it is saying is that the plot to take over America by stealing the election, it's saying, will fall. It confirms what Coverstone was told, that Trump will be the victor. It goes on to say, so the shouted when the clock strikes three, Valkyrie will fall, or the attempt to take over America by stealing the election will fall, and will not seem, here it is, here it is, here it is. It's that big word again, if. If the sons of the kingdom will pray. Well, God never said that to Nineveh. God never said that through Coverstone, if. He simply said this is coming. But that's the way God does. But in this case, we were warned. Coverstone warned us, and here he's saying, if the kingdoms, it's the sons of the kingdom will pray. We can have the victory. That's why I'm doing this program. I saw a fervent prayer. <laughs> in other words, not just casual prayer, not thank you for this food prayer, okay? I saw a fervent prayer taking place in the night and through the night, and it caused the witchcraft and curses to bounce back to the cinders. In other words, brothers and sisters, if it is to be, it is up to me. In other words, I think God is calling us, saying the battle is not over, the victory is not won, but it can be. It's saying it's very close. But you must continue with fervent prayer, which is what we're going to do in just a moment. I saw another group of warriors awakened. <laughs> Who's that? Well, that's your prophecy, students. Those are the people that know that we're very close to the last days and we're itching and we're ready to go to win souls and to explain people and to use Bible prophecy to point people to Jesus, you see. That's us. I saw another group of warriors awakened, clothed in battle array. I'm going to say they know who they are. They got on their full armor of God. They put the angels around about them. They know who they are. They have the power and authority over all the works of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. You can walk on scorpions and snakes and over all the power. of the. Okay, we know. We know who we are. And that through the blood, the sacrificed blood of Christ, we have all power and authority over the enemy. That's what he's saying. Awaken, clothed in battle. We put on our helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, loins, truth, feet of the gospel. We pick up the shield of faith, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Obviously, I say it every day. Clothed in battle, race surrounded. And here it is, led by the host of angels. Coverstone was told that the angels will be protecting those people praying. So if you want God's protection, pray. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not saying don't prepare, but he's saying pray. By the host of angels, one of the angels declared repeatedly, the commander's judgments are supreme. The commander's judgments are supreme, meaning what God says goes. <laughs> I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal, and neither can any deliver out of my hand. Jesus has the keys of hell and death. He is the righteous judge. I think it's John 5. 11 or something like that, says the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment unto the Son. And I think it's uh, Matthew 28, 19, when he called the disciples together, I'm sending you out, I'm giving you all the power of the enemy. And he gave us the power and authority. And this is talking about the people that understand. We don't have to be afraid of the devil. <laughs> he has to be afraid of us. Okay, let's go on though. Led by a host of angels, one of the angels declared repeatedly, the commander's judgments are supreme. 
This energized the warriors, and they joined in with the declaration. Then I saw the scales of justice tip and become perfectly balanced. Okay, hang on. What is that? What is that? That's what we've been looking for. In this election, the whole point was evil people, the Dems, <laughs> evil people in high places, and even low places too, did their dead-level best to steal this election. And they were trying to make the scales of justice tip in their favor to put their men and women in office. They were cheating. That's what they do. That's what the devil does. He lies. And Look, if you're for... I mean, if somebody says, well, I'm a Democrat, I would just say, well, do you believe in human sacrifice? Well, no, I don't believe in human sacrifice. Well, if you're a Democrat, you do. No, I don't either. Well, now, wait a minute. Hang on. I'm not trying to offend you, but that is their platform. They believe in abortion. That is human sacrifice. <laughs> and you can go on with other points, but I mean, right there is a pretty major one. So if you don't believe in human sacrifice... If you don't believe in killing people, then you can't be a Democrat. You can't do it. You can't. There are no Christian Democrats. There are no. Now, maybe 30, 40 years ago, before they had all of these bad things on their platform, possibly. But today, no. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. Mm -mm. Okay. So, I saw the scales of justice tip and became perfectly balanced. To me, that says that Trump not only wins the election— but more important, America wins the question, wins the question of the day about whether we are going to come out of this election, the good guys, the Christians, victorious, not just with Trump, but across the nation. This is saying that if, there's that word again, if the sons of the kingdom will pray, we will have the victory. But it's also saying it's not there yet. Now, let me refresh you a couple of things here. That was given to Coverstone, and then I want us to wrap up with doing a bunch of praying. Because, again, if it is to be, it is up to me. We are the ones that make the difference. Part of what Coverstone was told, I saw the face of George Washington speak from the mountain. and He said, hold the fort, tow the line, and fight. That means our victory is, how do I say, it's assured if we pray. It's assured through the blood of Christ, but the victory is not here yet. The fight is not over. It's saying, hold the fort. <laughs> in other words, don't give up. Don't let them come in. Toe the line means don't back up. Don't back up one step. Stand there and fight. The clouds covered Mount Rushmore Monument again, but the sun came out. And it started to rain. Then I saw the Christ-type man. He was walking along the National Mall. He spread his arms wide, here it is, and said, now it's up to you, church. Meaning, you have now prayed enough to have the victory, but the victory is not yours yet. You're only a few steps from the finish line, but it's up to you. At this point, we've got to continue running. We've got to continue running that race. We've got to continue the prayer. Let me jump to another one. As you recall, Coverstone was also told, I saw the words, a solemn September assembly. And he says, I saw that, Others were being called in to pray with me. The prayers were getting more aggressive. There was warfare in the heavens. We were holding each other up, standing together with that division. Brothers and sisters, we did that in September and October. We did it. 
but it's saying the battle is not over. The heavens were alive with the same kind of battle. It seemed like it lasted forever, but finally, this is the good part. The battle was over. It's not over yet. But my eyes were drawn to the last few days of September and the believers who had been praying. They were broken, wounded, but they were standing victoriously. So in September, we got the victory. October, I want to believe that we got the victory. But now the question is, did we get it in November? And are we going to be able to get it in November? And are we going to be able to get it in January or February? In other words, I believe it's saying that the victory is, the, the finish line is March 27th. The finish line is Passover 2021. We got to fast. We got to pray until that day, my brothers and sisters. Now, let me jump to another one. Coverstone again. The heavens were opened. I saw the Lord. He was standing with the angels behind him. He clearly said, arise, my bride. Arise, my bride, and prepare to pray. Hmm. Who's that talking to? That's talking to us. What's he saying? He's saying, my bride, pray. Arise, my bride, arise, my bride, prepare for battle. Arise, my bride, arise, my bride, prepare to see my face, for I am coming soon, and my reward is with me. There was a sound like a thousand shofars blowing all at once, and we started every one of our solemn September and October assemblies, started and ended with the blowing of shofars. Man, you had, you had lived in your building room with some 450 people and half of them blowing their shofars all at once, seven times in a row, just like they did around Jericho. I believe, see, shofar is a declaration of war. We have declared war against the devil. And that's the reason a whole lot of the Coverstone warnings have not come to pass. And if we have our way about it, none of them will come to pass. We probably aren't going to get all of our way, but I believe we could get a lot of our way. All right, now let me jump to another thing Coverstone said. There were relentless attacks against them, but they stayed faithful. That's us. They were in the heat of the battle, praying, fighting, wrestling in prayer with the spirit of the age, fighting to stay faithful. There was very few, but that didn't bother them. They continued to fight. That's us. Then I saw another group of people, even though they had entered in through the narrow way, this group never stood up to fight. They just lived right there beside it, meaning they were saved, but they were not in the battle. Well, these are the people that they don't have to worry because they believe everything is going to be just fine. All we got to do is just go to church and sing a song or two and everything is going to be just fine. Well, they're not in the battle. They don't understand we're in the last days. See, jump to another coverstone thing. Suddenly coming down the hill, behind the smaller army with ten good horses, riders with large swords, very, very good armor. They were wearing flowing capes. In other words, these are the angels. These are the angels behind us, the angels ministering, protecting, guardian, and warrior angels that we are sending out by the blood of Jesus. The leader of the good horses declared, time to engage. Every single one of them was needed for the fight. This leader wasn't just begging, he was commanding us. I will say it that way. This is the way. Here's what to do. You must fight to live. You must fight to live. You must fight this battle. You must go with us. Get ready. We're going to lead the way. Follow behind us. The good horsemen went up and down, giving the strategy, saying, every single one represented must fight, must fight, must fight. But not all are fighting, my brothers and sisters. Now let's jump to another one. November 4, 2020, Coverstone again. I saw a bunch of people holding a wall, holding wall, pushing against the wall like they were supporting it. Behind the wall was a large amount of water. I saw hundreds of thousands of people holding that wall, pushing it, holding the wall tight. I could see the wall shifting and moving. Sometimes the wall would push the people back a little, but they rebraced themselves and pushed the wall back and held it in place. But then I saw some of them begin to answer their cell phones. 
And when their cell phone would ring, they were getting distracted. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 us too. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> it's easy to pray when we go to an all-night prayer meeting, where we're in a room with other brothers and sisters fasting and praying. But can we continue to pray when the cell phone rings, when the baby is crying, when the dog needs to be put out, when we got to go to work? See, that's the question. One person stepped away from the wall, answered his phone, started talking, forget to pray. He got involved with the conversation, walked off. Others said, I've got to do something. I must do. Others got busy with their life and stopped praying. Others announced they had to go. Little by little, people were walking away from the wall. Now, the truth being, I haven't prayed as much as I probably should have been ever since this October assembly. I haven't. But that's why I'm doing this radio program, because we need to get back to prayer, my brothers and sisters. So let me go through some of the prayer topics. These are some of the ones that we had at the uh, the Solomon October, September and October assemblies. Now, you want to be sure and put on your full armor of God before you start praying these prayers, but I'm going to assume you've already done that. By the way, you can download these at the download area at prophecyclub.com. It's in a PDF file. Just download it, boom, and pray it every day. Now, there's different topics in this, like, for example, uh, secrets and blessings released. This is the topic I just chose, one of many topics. Release the secret blessings hidden by evil to your church in America in Jesus' name. Release gold, silver, inventions, free energy to your church. Release cures, diseases like cancer, diabetes, asthma, Alzheimer's, other diseases. Cause pharmaceutical, financial, military secrets to be released to your American church. Cause the wealth of the sinner to be released to the just. Then we go to the next topic, immigration. Build the wall. Heal our immigration system. Stop antichrists who want to destroy Christianity from immigrating. Open the immigration doors to people whose name is in the book of life. Bring in people who you have or will bless to build the kingdom of God. Clean up our immigration laws and system to be a light to all nations. Cause America to be a refuge to Christians around the world. Make it easy for Christians and impossible for Antichrist to enter into America. Send the best, brightest, most loving immigrants to be a blessing to America. Cause evil to leave America for another land. Cause those who do not want to be Christian to leave and to go to other nations or repent. Economy. Bring back American jobs, factories, intellect, new inventions. Make America the head and not the tail. Cause blessings to come on America and overtake us. Bless America in the city and her fields. Bless America in the fruit of her body and her ground and cattle and businesses. Make Americans the greatest business people in the world. Remove pollutants. All of this, again, you finish all this within Jesus' name. But when we are praying these prayers together, my brothers and sisters, that's extremely, extremely powerful. God, I mean, these prayers are being heard. Okay, let's go on. Make America plenteous in goods and services. Give us leaders who put America first. Place tariffs which give America a level playing field competing with other nations. Remove evil regulations, especially job and nation-killing regulations. Give America the greatest economy in history. Quickly return America to full employment, soaring incomes, and record prosperity. Remove the judgment you will remove and delay and soften the judgment you will not. Security, law enforcement. Increase funding to law enforcement across America. Put righteous leaders in and over our law enforcement. When you agree with this, just say amen or in Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So I'm reading off the topics. You just, you don't have to repeat it. You just say in Jesus' name or amen, amen. Remove corruption from America's law enforcement, amen. 
Recruit Christian law enforcement after your heart and remove sin from a nation. Amen. Help our law enforcement say and to do the right things and not the wrong things. Stop our law enforcement from hurting or killing unjustly. Amen. Bring justice to American law enforcement. Let me skip to another one. President Trump. Even if you don't like Trump, of course, you can't like the other guy. If you don't like him, it's still important to pray these things. Protect Donald Trump and Mike Pence, the family staff and presidency from all harm and evil. Expose all tricks, traps, traitors, impeachment, and assassination attempts and stop them. Give him eight years, help him drain the swamp, kick out the scorpions and snakes, and heal our land. Cause President Trump to be elected again. Now let's talk about the election a little bit. Lord, we pray that you would give Trump and all of the people working for him and around him the the right answers, the right directions to look, show them supernaturally what they need to do and say, speak to their heart, expose the evil, let them see the evil, let them know exactly how to respond, what to do. And also within the evil, the people that were cheating in the election have the people on the inside ring. People inside that organization come forward and begin to report on how it was done, where it was done, when it was done. Expose the works of the enemy. Expose all of the cheating in this election. Everything, not just on president level, but from the bottom all the way to top. Expose all of it, and Lord, help us to clean up our election process. Show us a way to where we can have a righteous election where every legal vote is counted, every illegal vote is not counted, and there is no way to cheat, and everyone knows that it is a righteous ballot, a righteous victory or defeat. In Jesus' name, we pray that you would expose this dominion, these these things that these these cheating within the computer systems. Expose all that. Help all of the the lawyers to bring forth the the way, and also, Lord, open up the courts, especially the Supreme Court, so that Trump and his lawyers can go in there and expose the cheating and expose this evil. And there's in Jesus' name, and Lord, there's a lot of these that we need to be praying. We want to pray them. We want the victory in our nation. We know that our nation is at a crossroads. We can pray and have a victory, or we can do nothing, and we'll go into captivity. So all of you out there, I encourage you, go to prophecyclub.com. Go to the download area and download prayer topics. By the way, you can also download my charts, my prophecy charts. They're for free. And while you're there, you can also download all of the Coverstone Dreams. They're all updated. I think I've got them all in there. It's all in a PDF. Just download them. And then you can go back in some of the other broadcasts where I'm interpreting them so you can have them written as well as listening to me interpret them. And I think it is very important for you to listen to the interpretation. I dare say that probably not more than 5% of the people that hear those dreams of Coverstone understand them. I really don't believe they do because they are parables and you have to understand a parable by the spirit. So again, I encourage you to do that. Okay. I need to share with you something else. October the 7th, 2020, Prophet Andre Bronkhorst spoke at the Spirit of Posse Church Prophecy Club. And one of the things he prophesied that, quote, God will give you the church. It looks like a church. Feed my lambs. Only twice in my life as God spoke to me all night long, this was one of them. It wasn't an angel visit, audible voice, even a dream. But he spoke to my heart. I mean, we talked all night long. He said, your ministry is not ready to receive the number of souls I'm about to send to you. Let me say it again. Your ministry is not ready. It doesn't have the foundation 
to receive the number of souls I'm about to send to you. Then he brought to my mind a conversation I'd had a few weeks earlier with a banker. And the banker said, so how many members or giving units does your church have? And I thought, uh, members? <laughs> he explained that when a church goes to ask for a loan, they present papers from their members as giving units in which they have stated, yes, we're with the church, we're with the vision, and we have pledged to give so much in a year. He explained that the bank uses these papers to verify the strength or the financial strength of the church in order to repay the loan and thus qualify the loan, which, of course, makes sense. I know this, though. Well, that night, God went on to say, you're really a part-time pastor to a bunch of part-time members. Actually, that kind of cut at my heart, but it was true. You see, he says, without a foundation, I cannot build the ministry to receive the souls I'm going to send you. You must be a full-time shepherd to full-time sheep. The strength of the ministry is not the building, but the people and their commitment to that vision of that ministry. This is the vision that I'm now going to ask you to be a part of. The vision is not a church or radio vision. It is not die vision or two visions. It's one vision. The church is a place for the sheep to meet, to be fed, and taught to follow the Master Jesus. It is a give and take. The sheep are fed the word, walk of Jesus, and the entire King James Bible. The sheep bring in other sheep in need and those able to build a flock in the ranch. The shepherd helps the sheep to find, know, follow the chief shepherd. The sheep bring in their labor to build the kingdom. Sometimes that's teaching children's church. Other times that may be repairing lights. And yes, it's always seeing that the vision is met, thoroughly blessed, as the sheep also want to be thoroughly blessed. Sometimes the sheep come to receive. Sometimes they come to give. It's a cooperative group to help the sheep to come out from among the wolves to be safe and blessed. You see, the lone wolf, the one that doesn't have a flock, well, to them, they need to not fall in among the wolves or among the thorns to get out of the wind and the rain to be safe with the flock. They can easily stray and lose their way in the darkness or the forest of the world. It is easy for them to fall away, to fall back into the world, and to fall away from the straight and narrow path that leads to eternal life. Whereas, what I will call them is the flocked lamb. <laughs> In other words, they are part of a flock. Well, the flocked lamb has someone to call when the wolves are attacking or have ravaged their finances. They have friends to, yes, help with babysitting and also to find babysitting. You might say, there is a lamb that sticketh closer than a wolf, or as Proverbs 18.24 says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Souls. You see, the lone wolf occasionally sends some feed to the flock, and may share in the souls given to that flock, whereas the flocked lamb has built his eternal blessing on a strong foundation, and is sure to see many eternal blessings. And then there's the vision. Well, the vision is we need a building as a central location for the church or the flock to meet to further their food and their walk with Jesus. It'll not only provide weekly and bi-weekly sermons and Bible studies and trainings for crusade helpers, but it'll allow us to also have things like sevenfold miracle crusades, deliverance meetings, school of the prophets, Bible prophecy meetings. 
You see, we carry the mandate to warn people of the last days. And I believe that last day's message is going to sweep more people into the kingdom than probably has come into the kingdom in probably the last 400 years. It's going to be a great tsunami of souls coming into the kingdom. And I want to be a part of it, and I believe you do too. And that's the reason I'm asking you to join our vision. Join and win souls to Christ, including meetings, yes, and sports stadiums around the world. We need a building. A building will serve as a central office and a warehouse to the world. So, this Friday evening at 6 p.m., we're having a meeting, sharing our vision to get a new building for church and prophecy club meeting. We will be live streaming it so that all of our family can share in a vision to win thousands and thousands of souls. So that is this Friday, 6 p.m., Just go to youtube.com forward slash prophecy club and you can watch our meeting and share in our vision. So what do you do if you want to be a member? You followed Prophecy Club for a long time. You don't need to hear anything about this. You want to be a member. You want to be a part of our vision. All you got to do is go to prophecyclub.com and then there is a little box there. Click on becoming a member and it'll lead you through all that you need to know to sign up to become a member of the Spirit of Prophecy Church Prophecy Club Vision. ProphecyClub.com and become a member.